A little before 11 a.m. on a live imaging Tuesday with Travis Sleep. Lit. God, this takes me back to late 90s OC or maybe early 2000s. When I just wanted to find that girl that reminded me of Avril Lavigne. <laughs> and I said, hey, hon, I'm a skater boy. <laughs> I was a skater boy for See about you six later, boy. Okay, Can were you, you more of a skater boy or yoga? <laughs> like if you had to define your personality and you had to pick I think if you look at the story of the life that I was more of a yoga now person than skater yeah. boy. If skater boy was about six months and you I know, broke Mace my dumb. doesn't believe that you do yoga. I, he does like weird stuff. Not weird stuff. He does more yoga yoga stuff. I what, do like... You, what's your I'm, go, I'm probably yoga, more... Yoga. It's yin yoga. Yin? Y-I-E-N? No. Y-I-N. Y-I-N? Yin yoga? So it's more stretching which is what I need. I'm not doing like backwards dog, fish hook... <laughs> I'm just doing stretching. I, I can, Mace, why, why does, is deep why in does the yoga fish hook game. sound like something that doesn't sound great? <laughs> like the downward facing dog, I know that's a yoga thing. Fish hook sounds. By the unpleasant. way, my most used emoji is sunglass face. I use you that. You do use that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bell. Well, the bell, because the bell represents a yeah, bit. Yeah. Sometimes you got to put the bell. Yeah. The, Sometimes you got to put the bell so people know you're joking. Bell sunglasses. That's a that's a common tag to a Morales tweet. It is. Do you use kissy face, uh, Isley? Um. Yeah, yeah. Use that. Yeah. Use a heart. You know. I don't believe you. Do you go red heart or pink heart? Uh red heart. Yeah, that's how you know it's real. Yeah, red heart. <laughs> Not what the, the three black, heart What one? about the black one? Oh, the yeah, pulsating heart. The yeah. pulsating pink heart. Yeah. I like the pulsating pink heart when I get that. I don't use that one. No. I'm gonna start sending red hearts to Kim from Spirit Airlines. <laughs> see if that helps at all. <laughs> Soften her up. See if hey, like it kind of kill him with kindness, Lee, and and pink hearted emojis instead of please advise. I don't think please advise is working. All right, don't forget, it is a Lakers game day Tuesday, more importantly than anything else. Thanks to our friends at Michelob Ultra. And tonight at 4.30, that's not right, tonight at 5.30 p.m., the Toyota Lakers countdown to tip off with Slee. Tip off from the Bay Area, 7 o'clock with John Ireland, Michael Thompson. Your Lakers playoff station is only here. <laughs> 710 ESPN. Don't get it twisted, yo. <laughs> You're not going to hear it anywhere else. Why, why are you not calling him playoff Slee? Here's the thing. I feel a lot of my bits are now being used mass appeal. And Playoff Slee came out of Playoff Rondo, which came because if you guys remember back then, you guys were filling in on this shift. I do. And we would talk about how the fact that Slee would get done at midnight and then be back, and he wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. And that's when we dubbed him Playoff Slee. <laughs> and now it's being used by everybody. I, I should a- charge our fun and games department way, and our social media team branding. <laughs> I should charge the You're not wrong on that. Right? I, I do get it's your very, I get very random tweets that Playoff Slee... Mm-hmm. I'll get calls in the post-game show. Hey, Playoff Slee, what did you think? Right, I'm like, right. what the hell does this happen here? Do you rack them in the play? In the rack them. <laughs> Guys, we're going to put you the Pizza Hut rack. See, that's good. You should do that. It's brought to you by Pizza Hut. It's it's big bad. New Yorker over there. Big New Yorker. Bad. By the way, I'm right now in a very strict keto stage as we prepare for Mandy's 2. But the Big New Yorker pie <laughs> is a quality item, Clark. <laughs> it really is. Okay. Honestly. No, it is actually really good. And they brought it in here a couple times. Yeah. Can I just... Super you, Remember when you went through your stage, was it Atkins you were doing or something like that? Oh, didn't lose you say, that weight? Yeah, didn't I you say you, would, less, but you yes. would go... Where was it that you'd go? Oh, Pizza Hut. When the old, like, the restaurants yep. that they used to have. The, the sit-down oh, yeah. Pizza Hut restaurants. When you get the Red Cup? Yeah, the Red Cup, mm-hmm. and they would have the pizza buffet for lunch in the oh, middle yeah. of the restaurant. So, so think of him going to a pizza buffet, and he uh, wasn't yeah. eating the bread. <laughs> me, me and Jay Stu, we just scoop the toppings off the top. And there was like a stack of how many just bread? Because <laughs> how, how are you going to get full? Honestly, it was you, six or seven 
pizza's worth of pizza crust. Yeah, you get full pretty quickly <laughs> between the ragu and the the sauce and the cheese Let me tell you and the toppings. That specific store started doing a PL. <laughs> Probably the last. At the end of the month, they had to re kind of figure out if this buffet the, still. The is all open you can eat lunch. lunch buffet did not last a super long time. The it GM was only comes a few out. Weeks. Hey guys, why don't I just put all the? Because now some places do that where they just put everything in a bowl. And call it a pizza bowl, and that's you can make it at home. It's the, yeah, yeah. I do it often when I'm in the keto stages. Mm-hmm. But the big New York was a quality pie, especially if you have it leftover because it's a big thing. You know, you get those big slices. You put the leftover in the toaster oven. Bam! <laughs> that's a quality item. He pulled a giant bag of bacon out of his bag this oh, morning. Don't when tell I saw the you. secrets. <laughs> it, well, it was a bit. It was a giant bag of bacon and a couple of Pepsi's. Was it Pepsi Zero? Pepsi Zero. When do you? Noon? Today is a 2 p.m. because I I've, my last bag of bacon was – I finished it off by 9 o'clock last night. But then I had a very tiny glass of wine because okay. the problem when you're doing super keto and you're drinking a lot of caffeine and stuff, I'm revved up. So getting to sleep is very difficult. So I was rolling in the bed at 10 o'clock. I was like, you know what I need? Just a little, little bit of wine. Just a little taste of the Dow. Poured like a quarter of a glass. Then I was two, able to nod off. 2 p.m. That's, that's, a, that's a good fast right there. Yeah. So I try to do 16-8. Because we got to slim down a little bit, and this. How is gonna, hard do you go during the eight? Not hard at all. Two bags of bacon right now, and then maybe like there was a tomato. There was a random tomato in there yesterday. <laughs> you could throw in as much vegetables. Don't no, listen no, no, to any of this. Throw the veggies in. Get no, the fruits in there. You're I'm fine, try, guys. I got to slim down for the man. Did you eat it like an apple, or did you slice it, or how did you the eat tomato? the tomato? <laughs> yeah, I sliced it. <laughs> okay. All right, Travis and Sliwa, your Tuesday. Continues right now. It's Tell me dangerous. Think that was a, po- a possibility. It's the tomato he just eats it. Listen, like a, I've done that. An before. apple. I've done that before. There's. <laughs> You've eaten a tomato like an apple before. I have eaten a tomato just raw like that. I'll, I eat tomatoes all the time, but you slice them up, right? You're supposed you don't to. Just yeah, you're supposed go to go at it like it's you're, an apple. You're 100 percent right. A pear. It is. It is an ugly scene. It it's is messy. Just juice a lot of water in there. It's not a good idea. <laughs> the, the seeds. First off, I don't think anybody. Does that so I don't need to correct anybody of an idea. It's, it's just not something you should do. So Trey Turner obviously in town. Dodgers beat the Phillies last night. Trey Turner's off to a little bit of a slow start, but there was a piece uh, in the Times about how he ended up in Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. basically was Trey Turner said they never made me a formal offer that I, I would have entertained it. They were definitely in my top few teams. I don't know if surprise is the right word. I had conversations with them in spring training last year. That didn't work out. Once that happened, anything is possible. Uh, it's a business. It just didn't work out. And he went on to say that no formal offer was ever presented to him and, and his representatives. Th- this feels true and yet only a part of the story. I, th- because Slee, Whenever you're buying something very, very expensive, like a all-star shortstop, right? Yeah. Or a house, or a car, or or these things that that you have you have your budget, right? And if you go to somebody and say, hey, "Listen, I, I'm really interested in this car. What, what what are you looking to get for it?" And they say, "Well, I'm looking to get two hundred thousand. You can, okay, cool, man. See you later. You don't make an offer at twenty two grand. You, you walk away from it. And that's what this feels like to me. That Not that the Dodgers weren't trying to find a number that worked for them, but they went to them, like he said, in spring training and said, hey, listen, we know that your guy's one of the best guys on the market. We want to keep him. What are you What are you looking for? And they come in and say, well, we're looking for something in the 300 million, 10-plus year range. The Dodgers say, good for you, man. Good luck in getting that. We can't go there. That's just not even anywhere near that we're comfortable to going. I think that's far more likely what it was than they just decided, yeah, we, we just didn't make an offer. We decided to go in a different direction. They heard the general 
area, and they said, that's just way too expensive. We're not doing that. With your car analogy, though, it's like saying, okay, I'm not going to buy your $200,000 car, but you don't have a car. The, the they Dodgers, did have a car. They had a car, and then the car breaks down immediately, and then you yeah. regret that you didn't go after that $200,000 But I still car. couldn't afford the $200,000 car. You could afford the $200,000 no, car. No, this is what the Dodgers don't do. The Dodgers do not make bad deals. They just don't do it. They have a number. It's not the money. It's the term on this. trade. I looked it up this morning. It's an 11-year, $300 million deal. You're going to have a 40-something-year-old middle infielder slash center fielder mm-hmm. making $30-plus million on the wrong side of 40. The Dodgers don't do stuff like that. The Dodgers with Bryce Harper, we'll give you your $40 million a year, but we're only doing a four-year deal. They have a number, and they don't blow past it. It's just how me, they operate. Let me ask you a question, because I think – the Dodgers have clearly, clearly shown how they do business. And my, my question is, that strategy, which is the right strategy long-term, right? They always have a long-term in play. Short-term as well. The short-term would be trading for Max Scherzer and trading for Trey Turner. That's a short-term plan. Long-term is we're not going to pay Max Scherzer and we're also not going to go pay Trey Turner on a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. But... I remember last trade deadline, Dodgers didn't make a big move. And they probably just didn't think they needed to make a big move. I know the playoffs are the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the fact that they didn't make a big move and Soto ended up with the Padres and now all of a sudden you're having to face Soto in this series. Soto had some big hits. All right, Padres moved on. It happens. My only question with the Dodgers, are they – do you sometimes run your business to where you're always so organized and you're always running it so calculated and everything is so precise that sometimes you might hurt yourself in that, you know, there's this just kind of happens sometimes in, in sports and life. Sometimes you just got to freaking gamble. You got to kind of go with, and I'm not saying Trey Turner is the perfect example for it, but Corey Seager gone, got paid. Mm-hmm. Trey Turner gone, got paid. Um, the idea was, we think Gavin Lux has a good enough bat that he could be, he can hang we and can give survive. us, we could survive. We can but get some of risk. those stats. Still a risk. And maybe that is the gamble. The gamble is the other way if we're not going to go pay. And I, and I think that's I think that's more is, the side. Yes. Well, but, you, had the, you had Corey and you bet that you would go after Trey Turner and you would get Trey Turner if you didn't get Corey Seager. And so you have Corey, you have Trey Turner for a bit and then you don't do it and then you have you no one else. This wrong. Well, th- this, is, this is the only thing I was going to say is... Sometimes you're so calculated, you're so precise, you go so by the book, you make sure your Excel spreadsheet is perfect, you're Mm -hmm. this, that. And I I wonder for the Dodgers that there has to be some times where you say, if we're going to be a little bit, careless is the worst word to use because I I don't want to... Aggressive. Aggressive. I don't know if that not being aggressive at the trade trade deadline last year, did that cost someone? I have no idea, and I think we'll never know. They won 111 games. They they, they won. So the trade deadline thing, I'm not quite sure how that connects, but they don't do – like if you look at all the deals they've made over the last 10 years, okay, there's really only one that kind of jumps out at, we kind of missed on that one, and that was where they traded Jordan Alvarez to the Astros for – Josh Fields, right? So that's that's and the guy Bauer. where they where they they missed, right? And you no, know, Bauer was Bauer was not a miss in the sense of they got a bad player for too long. This was a, ba- they, they got a guy was, that went nuts. Bauer was actually 
the thing you said, we'll pay you a lot for, for short, short period of time. They took a risk on him either way. They did. They were aggressive there. The, but this is you can't look at Turner in just did we need a shortstop and did we not get one and did we have the right guy. This is a master plan, what you're talking about. This is the 10-year Excel spreadsheet that they're yep. looking at. And they're saying, if we pay him this, then what's coming up later, we might not be able to do it. We'll be in a different tax threshold that we don't want to be in. We won't have the prospects that we need, all of these things. I think this comes together and kind of the, the thing that unlocks all of this, the thing that unlocks their decision to let Corey Seager go to free agency and sign somewhere else, Trey Turner, maybe some their reluctance to dip their toe in any meaningful way in the free agency this offseason, they're clearing the decks for Otani. And, and this is where when it's time to be aggressive, they are incredibly aggressive. When it mm -hmm. was time to win, when the new ownership group coming back, and I'm going way back right now, but when they came in, when they bought the team from Frank McCourt, and they basically said, we need to rebrand this as the Dodgers of old, they went out and got Manny Ramirez and took a lot of dead weight with it, and they started to rebuild this thing. As they got more on their feet in their organizational down, down, down channel, right, when the minor leagues, they have all these prospects. They do not do things that prevent them from doing long-term things unless they're virtually certain it's going to work out. Mookie Betts, time to make a trade for him. Let's do it. We're going to pay him. Mookie's got a 13-year deal. That's worked out really well for him so far. Freddie Freeman, more on the short-term high dollar. It's not super Freddie's short. A, I think it's a steal. It, it is. absolute steal. He's, a, he's an, an yeah. all-star caliber player. And the fact player. that other teams were not offering whatever. And he's off their books at 37 years old. It's mm -hmm. not, and, and he plays first base. It's not like he's a shortstop or a second baseman or a center mm -hmm. fielder that's going to rely on this otherworldly athleticism. He's a slugging first baseman that can put his bat on the ball and he's going to age really well over there when it's time to go and they will take a chance Bauer's a good example of that it didn't work that you know because he got in in the situation that he got into it was a disaster they should have done better on the personal side of deciding how that was going to fit the reason that this feels bad when Trey Turner says yeah I would have considered it because he was such a popular player and such a good player they don't make bad but deals I, I, not I, even a formal offer that is a mistake on this talent that he had in Trey Turner. So the Phillies offer eleven years, three hundred million. You want to come in there and say we'll pay you six at one fifty? But at why, least why would he take I, that? I, the Trey Turner to me, I I think is I I would just say this: it's really really difficult to be critical on the Dodgers and the way they do business. It really really is. But I think if you're looking at that 10-year spreadsheet, the one thing that I would I would just ask from the Dodgers, and I know people can say this all the time, they can mm -hmm. say, Alan, it's just the randomness of baseball. The randomness has worked against them yeah. way too much. It has. And if you want to go back and you could say, well, the Astros thing could have probably changed the whole complexion of what Feel could different. have happened. Um, that's the only thing that I would say. The way they've done business, it's hard to argue against. But at the end of the day, when you look at this is what they accomplished over 10 years, and this is how much they've cashed in, and it's one World Series, 60-game season, kind of a weird one, however you want to describe it. That's the part where why doesn't those connect? Because it should not it's, be it's that fair, for it's what a fair they accomplished. Point. It, it, the, the point that their excellence in planning and spending and scouting and developing has not resulted in the ultimate prize, you're right. 
and, and I don't think anybody has an answer for it. Friedman doesn't. Dave Roberts, there isn't an answer for it. It's just one of those terrible, terrible deals. You're 100% right. It should land on their side just as often as it doesn't. And, and maybe it, it does over the next five years. They're able to and get two the, of them or the one of them. The way they're or... trying to juice it is I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And I know it's part fan and it's part just looking at the the, the landscape. They're going to go so big on Otani. They're, they're going to make that that deal that we're talking about, yeah. long-term deal, yep. crazy dollars, everything. They're going to do it's it for It's the Otani. Mookie Betts deal on steroids. It, yes, only it's the Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole deal, and it's one dude. With so much risk. They're, they're, when the risk yes. wasn't there necessarily with Trey Turner. The risk is that you play him and he and he doesn't age as gracefully at the end of his this term, but Choi Tani is risk right from the start. Anytime you have a long-term deal, there's tons of the, risk. The and only I agree, thing, there's more with Otani. I agree with you, M. But you lose two people. But but you also get a guy that we've never. The ever only seen. thing there are other good shorts. The only thing I would say with Trey, and by the way, the, the difficult thing to compare Trey and Shohei. Let's just say hypothetically, we're talking about it. Sure. The amount of just sheer money you're going to make off Shohei Otani. It is a pure business, the marketing, the this. Like, to compare these two, you just can't. So just put them all to the side. The only thing with Trey Turner is, and this is the one thing that I think if you're a Dodger fan, you should be concerned about with Julio. There was never an indication last year that you thought Trey's got a good shot of becoming a Dodger Mm -hmm. long term. Mm -hmm. Julio has kind of given similar vibes that – there is nothing being said behind the scenes where you feel like that would happen. I want to tell you, Julio pitches tonight. Julio's had two clunkers and one not-so-good one in a row. This is kind of an important start for him. With what you had in mind, I want to see if those two things connect. Plus, are the Suns done after two games? That's coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Live Imaging Tuesday with Travis and Sliwa on 710 ESPN. Have you gone and voted yet? ESPNLA.com. Vote on the 710 Mandy Awards. Because why not? Don't you want to vote host of the year? Somebody other than Travis Lee? <laughs> but you can vote this show for show of the year. I like that bit. Because show of the year, it's why not... Why is your bit not to have... Because then you got to figure out who takes the show of the year Mandy award. Who takes the actual trophy. I think you give Sleep it to Emily. No, Emily. no, 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 Emily. Emily, Emily and Taylor it. get to share it, like the Stanley Cup. Like <laughs> every other week. For a week or so? <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to have cup. it in the family. That's all. Yeah, exactly. You guys can hold on to it. I know that we'll all share in it equally. I, I think you would, you would treasure it the most, as in you would find a place at your home where there would be... Just the in, entire wall dedicated to it, a light that shines <laughs> like in. Like a case, a little shrine. Yeah. That's a good idea. I can't I wait to see, to see that. Outside. If he does win it, 
I can't wait to go and see the shrine this summer. I mean, I don't know if you'll be invited to the house, but <laughs> I will not. Uh, yeah, I will but not. We're going to get that done. One of these. The days. Seven Ten Mandy Awards two Saturday, June tenth at the Commerce Casino. I know if you don't have tickets yet, it's sold out, sucker. You want tickets? You know how you can get them. Show up Friday, party, party, oh party, in the city of Anaheim for Cinco de Mayo at Solita. That's where the Hooters used to be, right there off the 57 freeway in Catella, right in front of the stadium. And we're going to be giving away Angels tickets to go to the game that night. Cappy's going to be there. I'm going to be. I got to get an Angels hat. You don't have one? I don't have one. Like the old one I have is really old, and it's that's like, actually kind of cool. Nah, it's I mean, not it's vintage. It's just really, old. It's just old. Okay. It was like my when I was a youth. A Ute, <laughs> uh, cheering Did on you Wally. Just say Ute, cheering on Wally Joiner from the third base terrace Slee side. He thinks Wally Joiner's a Padre. He's a Padre, guys. Yeah. Wally's an angel. It's in the World Series. You with don't the understand. <laughs> Wally's okay. Wally's Love world. Wally. As a kid growing up in Orange County, yeah. Well, at that time we were in Whittier, but still Orange County adjacent. Sure, we liked to go to Dodger games, but my dad didn't want to deal with more traffic on the weekend because yep. he commuted all week long. Man trying to feed his family, entertain yep. Los Angeles. Yep. So he said, "You know what? We're going to go to a Sunday Angels game." And there's only going to be 9,000 other people there. <laughs> and we're going to buy a terrace seat for $9. And I, as a youth, cheering on Wally Joyner, Gary DeSarcina. And how dare you say Wally Joyner's a Padre? You know what you are, Slee? You're godless. You're godless. <laughs> Travis at Slee, what Dude, continues now? Okay, here of the things that I thought I the Gary about. DeSarcina. That's now? it. Well, That's I worry exactly about his it. neck. No. I feel like his Luis Luis Polonia? <laughs> well, there's a story with Luis Polonia that we won't get into. But Gary DeSarcina is like a serious deep cut angel thing that I'm super happy went to. I thought maybe we'd get a Jim Edmonds, a Garrett Anderson, oh. Tim Salmon. But that you went even deeper with DeSar. Not, what about Dickie Schofield? That's that you lost me on Dickie. Dickie was right before Dsar. Okay, okay, is Archie Sinfraco more of a, an <laughs> that's, angel? That's, that's the Dsar. An angel or a Padre? Archie Sinfraco was never an angel, was yeah, he? Yeah, I think he was at really? one point. He was definitely a Padre for a long time. No, I know he was a Padre. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hate if he was an angel and you knew that and I didn't. That'll bother I me the rest of the day. Do you know how many fan appreciation days in September my dad took me to when you know there were no playoffs happening? And the worst part was... Something's never changed. Let me tell you this. In 1995, Uh we buckled down and bought like... Season packages were new then. Mm. We're like, you can buy 20 games. And we thought, we're finally going to the playoffs. We're finally going as an Angels fan. But I was really a Dodgers fan, but we went to a lot of Angel games. And then they choked it all out in the month of August and September. Remember, Trav? And I the do. Mariners in that playoff game? That was 95. I just said five. it. Just said it. Thanks. Mark Langston pitched the last game and then was hanging his head, and he and Rex Hudler almost had a fight in the dugout. Oh. Yes, I remember. Otani's still thinking about that playoff <laughs> run that they blew. He was, right? Uh, yeah, but How long was he uh, there? Not long. Yeah, not if, long. If he was in that uniform, that, I was, that uniform only existed for about six days. And I was so sad like when they went to that uniform. Many. I was so sad. It was the Disney uh, Yeah, the Angels era. in the Outfield. Yeah. Calling all angels, as Train once said. Anyway, <laughs> Travis and Sliwa continues now. They still play that song, too. Archie, see in front of you? You surprised me it's today. Long, By the way, one last thing. Uh, do you think I'll see the Rally Monkey on Friday night? Is that one? still around? Uh, so I, I've only been to one Angel game so far this year, and the the Rally Monkey did not make an appearance. No. I don't know if he's gone for good. It's but a final was, on the Rally he, Monkey? <laughs> I don't know if it's a final. They were ahead the whole game, so now, maybe they didn't need him. These days, if I walk in and mention your name, do I get put in the Diamond Club or the no. Stadium Jail? <laughs> no Diamond Club for you. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. There's there's an element happening in the Rogers family right now that I don't quite know how to broach it with my kids. Like You should probably not tell one of your particular friends what your father does for a living. 
leaving because that will not go well for you. You have a nice little setup right now. Do not tell them what your dad does for a living. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give hey, you some more. Hey, screw you, Dad. <laughs> Travis, see you, Dad. <laughs> Art Slee, yeah. you, you, you surprised me, and I mean this okay. as the, the compliment, that you knew that Archie C. and Fraco was an angel is awesome to me. I knew more as definitely more as a Padre. Uh, listen, there, there's some random Chris Gomez back in the day. Like, there's just some but, random, no, random. Go, Gomez, Long Beach State, hit a home run off Travis Rogers in college, mm. went to uh, Lakewood High School. I know Chris Gomez. I saw him at a Laker preseason game when I was like 11. I'm like, oh my gosh, it doesn't get any bigger than this. <laughs> I think it was Ozzie Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. That's and Archie C. and Fraco played. Okay, hold on. Conflicting information here. We're going to have to. The... Did he not? Maybe he didn't. Baseball Reference says he did not, but there's a picture on the internet. I was going to say him that is a little weird. That the first picture that you had there when you typed his name is him and an Angels. He played for the Expos and the Pods. Okay, maybe he didn't. I don't know. So Julio pitches tonight. Yeah. Julio has beaten the Giants mm-hmm. and the Rockies. Those are not very good teams. He has not beaten the Cubs twice, who yep. he's pitched once kind of meh, and another time he got bombed out. And then most recently he got bombed out again by the Mets. Um, no, excuse me, the Pirates. Yeah. Um, That's right, that day game in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep. he, and he got, he got hit hard. He's a free agent at the end of the year. He is an all-star pitcher. He is popular among Dodger fans. He's popular among Dodger teammates. He, he's a really good pitcher. They're playing a good Philadelphia team. It's off to a bit of a slow start. Does it matter if he gets hit around again tonight? Like, is, at what? How many times in a row does he need to get hit around before you're like, are we sure we want to write this check to this guy? Mm. We're not there so, yet, and I'm not suggesting. Yeah, so but, the 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 write the check. I think you got enough in the bag with what he's done that you know it's going to eventually turn around. I think the question would be more this: Dodgers are playing some good baseball right now. Mm-hmm. If they were three games below 500, and Julio's not delivering, and maybe Kershaw didn't get off to as good of a start as he did, and maybe there was just, you were having more issues, then I think that's where it kind of gets highlighted a little bit more. Julio, it, we gave you the ball here to start the season. You're the you're the ace. You had it on opening day. You're the one that's supposed to carry us. Bueller is out. Um, the, all those other pitchers that at one point were here, whether it's Scherzer, Trevor Bauer, um, just kind of go down the list of the, the Tyler Anderson guy, another guy that had some success last year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you're ever. I'll ask you this way: Let's say he struggles for most of this year. That, that's that's too aggressive most of this year. But let's say he just kind of mediocre. Season. He comes down from what he's been in the past. What do you think his value will be around Major League Baseball? I think it depends on who you, you're asking about it and, and, and why, right? So if he goes from what he's been, which is an all-star pitcher, but all of a sudden he has a mediocre year, but the numbers, like his velocity is good, his spin rates, all of these advanced metrics that let you know like the life on the pitches is mm. still there, then I think that his value is still very high. If all of a sudden he goes from being a 93-94 guy to being a 90-91 guy and the spin and all these things aren't there, then I do think you're going to have some other team say, you know what, that's not a great investment somebody is going to give him all the money, even if he making it up. Let's say he goes 10 and 10 and has an ERA of 4.2, right? Just a really average kind of season. Somebody's going to scratch him a check for big money because the talent's there. The the track record is there. I don't know if that team would be the Dodgers that's, under that's that scenario. That's a, that's a different can of worms. But yeah, I, 
We're, it, we're not there yet. He just it, needs to pitch well tonight and, and be himself and everything. All this stuff goes well, away. Well, they need him to do that just simply because he is the ace right now for the Dodgers. On top of that... Not right now, he's not. Well, he's not, but technically... Right, like the tech, the- but it's more ceremonial. Like I understand he pitched first, so mm-hmm. that that's your like your number one theme. But that's very fluid, right? That that is more of a ceremonial honor than anything else. Clayton Kershaw has been the best pitcher on this team by a so mile. he one hundred percent has been. But I think coming into the year, yeah. if you said isn't Julio the best pitcher, and the way it's played out through the first month, Kershaw has been better. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to the Valley, Encino, and Dave. Dave, you're on with Travis Lee. Dave. Hello. Hello, Thanks Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Hey, so I just wanted to say the rally monkey for the Angels is alive and well. Thriving. Somebody tell Chris. In fact, I, was, <laughs> I was at that game that you went to, the one game uh, against the Blue Jays where yeah. the Angels won 9-5. to five. Right. They were actually down 4 to nothing in that game. The rally monkey inspired a rally. Uh, Mike Trout had that three-run homer. Off the Renfrew truck. also homered. They came back nine to five, so he's alive and well. I was glad to have my daughter there. She has her own rally monkey. She's eight years old, and I've been an Angel fan since '84, so I know the history of the rally monkey, and he's still alive and well. Chris, Dave, what city? That. Dave, what city are you in? <laughs> I'm in Encino. David Encino, you're a good American. As we played the rally monkey song, good job, producer Taylor. Down with the sickness by waka waka, and that rally yeah, monkey gets up there and dances. Oh, I am happy. Hopefully, hopefully Friday Thanks, night, Dave. Dave, in Encino, the, the Friday night, the rally monkey comes out. I must have missed him. He said he was there. Maybe Dave, you were getting some food. Yeah, chances are high. Chances are high. I did go to get the beers in the one inning. Maybe I missed the rally monkey when he was up there. That'd be awesome. I thought the up, rally monkey's late. He used to show up in the, the eighth inning. Well, it's, a, it's a rally. It's, there's the rally. Yeah, but you don't, you don't waste your, your chips or chits. What is it? I don't know. You don't waste your bullets early in the game because you might just happen organically. You can only go to the rally monkey well so many times. Go to the concessions. Ask for applesauce. <laughs> it's so good. It's cold. Keep it in the fridge. Settles the stomach <laughs> no down. No one said no one ever. Me? Who like, like, what do you likes mean? applesauce? I, I just said it. You get applesauce at the game? No. Oh. No, no, no. I was telling, saying earlier that I like applesauce. And I don't even like the applesauce pork chop thing. Give me like A1 or something. I don't need On a apple- pork chop? Yeah, I don't need applesauce. Oh, chunky applesauce on a pork chop? Yeah. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. I don't I think I've ever tried that. One. I've never tried that. Have you never had a pork chop? Pork I've chops pork and applesauce chop, is like a classic dish. That's like yeah. we'll oh, put yeah. them together. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a classic dish. It is. It's like shrimp and cocktail sauce. I mean, you know. Yes. I don't eat shrimp without cocktail sauce. I eat plenty of pork chops without applesauce. <laughs> but you, but apple you eat a, well, you're putting steak sauce on a pork chop. That's like putting applesauce on a, on a sirloin. What about you barbecue eat, sauce? Barbecue sauce yeah. is great. You can use A1 for anything. You could use A1 for chicken. I would use that much more. Yeah. You guys are nuts. Yeah, I'd use it. You said the guy who loves applesauce. <laughs> I do. I do. It's terrific. How old it's are you cold? again? 69? <laughs> 62. Okay. How dare okay. you bonus me seven more years? You just wanted to get your joke in yeah, there again, I did. didn't you? I, did. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see. Let's try one more quick one. Let's go to Paul in Huntington Beach. Paul, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey, good to talk to you, man. There's nothing worse in all of baseball than the stupid rally monkey. Sorry, guys. It's brutal. <laughs> but, oh, my God. That was cool for 10 minutes 20 years ago. But anyway, the the, the thing is, man, look, when, when you're talking about Trey Turner and all that, that dude's been an all-star twice in nine years. He's played more than 120 games in nine years three times. Like, you don't give that dude a 10-year contract, talent notwithstanding. Dude is talented. Dude can play. But, I mean, it comes down to, 
you know, value and production, and it's that equation. And unfortunately, because of that value and production, like what you're paying versus what you're getting, why Urias is probably gone. I mean, the Dodgers have dudes coming up, and the production that they'll get or that they assume they're going to get from these, you know, young arms versus what they're going to have to pay Urias, it just doesn't equate. And, and by the way, especially given your point that they're going after Otani. And by the way, the thing about Otani, have you noticed at Dodger Stadium after like every walk, they put up like walk in Japanese language, like on the big screens, like real quick and then take it down. I didn't and then notice a lot that. more like, yeah, dude, you got to watch it. And there's all sort of like Japanese outreach happening at Dodger Stadium right now. Hmm. Subtle, not so subtle. I mean, let's say, my gosh, guys. Anyway. Uh, good times. Dodgers are playing well, so I'm in a good mood. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. He he brought up a really interesting point about Julio that I want to circle back to and do a little bit later because what the Dodgers have done is given themselves options, which they do better than anybody else. But Emily, who's been very cruel to me today, is going to do Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey guys, big I shoes, am. big shoes, <laughs> big shoes. That was so awkward in that episode. Yes. Not as awkward as when he talked to him via the movie screen. <laughs> oh my God. I hope if, if I ever go, you guys will have that for one line. <laughs> yes. The, the Mandy's, yes. the first post Chris Mandy's, where somebody <laughs> walks out and says, It's just good to see you again, Dad. Yeah, let's get this <laughs> stuff rolling, you know? All right. So uh, the Met Gala happened last night in New York. Um, I always led the Met Gala. It's very interesting to me, but I know it's not for everybody. But. One thing that happened was after it was like after most everyone had gone through, I think they were waiting for Rihanna. Um, the photographers, the reporters were still on the red carpet and a cockroach started going up the red carpet. And everyone was like, taking pictures of the red car of the roach on the red carpet. And it was just kind of like, oh, huh, this is New York. We deal with roaches, blah, blah, blah. But you would rather have a roach problem than a rat problem. Trav, Patrick Cap. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, fact. I would rather have roaches than rats. Roaches are just absolutely disgusting, but I feel like I got a fighting chance with raid and some traps and cleaning up my floor and mopping every night before I go to bed. Rats are once they're in, they never leave. That's it. They're in for one, they're in for a million. They're disgusting. They're big. You can see their leavings and everything else. Anything but rats. Morales? Leavings? Yes. You mean the, droppings? Leaving. No, you don't get it's a it's an inside Travis and Sleewa thing. Oh, really? Yes. Usually I listen to the show. I missed that. You missed we that. We almost one. changed our... We were going to change the dump to the leavings. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's a great bit. Uh, no, I <laughs> I prefer Very, cockroaches. Slee, it, it took him an hour and 38 minutes to dump on our show, but we got there eventually. How was that a dump on your show? To that was a dump on, on you. Oh. It's a dump on you, okay. speaking of rats. I mean, you've had your time where you talk you talk out of school sometimes on some people, you know? Name him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Name him. Look how mad he gets. <laughs> no, I don't like you impugning my character. We oh, can do some we're using bits. Big words. Back to you, Emily. <laughs> okay, Al. That's big great. Big words. Great job, Taylor. Great job. Uh, fact, I'm going to go roaches. Give me the roaches instead of the rats. The rats are, like, I feel like I'm dealing with, they're just too big. That's just, that's. 
the size of something like that running around, and now I got to figure out where the hell this guy is. At least a roach with his friends. With yeah, his there's friends. Be, yeah, he's there's not never just by one himself. rat. With his friends. At least the roach. I turn the light on. He's going to say, all right, I got to get the hell out of here. Like, he understands. They don't the, say that. He does say that. They say that in their own head. <laughs> At least they understand the the um, the respect of let me go under the refrigerator or something like that. I don't know. I feel like a rat. That's just, uh, that's too much. Give me a roach over a rat. Taylor? Yeah, let's make it four for four. Give me the roach. I don't know why, but rats are Plus, just... you can kind of stomp a roach Whoa, and, and it feels sure. like it's no. over. That stomping a rat feels un, untenable. Yeah, that we're ain't not over. doing. No, we're not doing. I'm that. turning an you ankle. Need a shovel I'm or turning a gun. An ankle. It's a baseball bat. <laughs> now, something. Now the rat has an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> but if you stomp a roach, don't you get the eggs? Uh, is that, yeah, is that, but it, but at least it's dead and it's gone. Like a rat, you could stomp and it's just going to run back into your wall and make more rats. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Uh, same thing with uh, the Met Gala. Uh, Jared. Le- so the the theme of the Met Gala this year was Carl Lagerfeld, um, and he had a cat that he loved. And so Jared Leto, for on theme, dressed up in a full cat suit from head to toe, like a mascot suit, but it's a cat. Yeah. And uh, it was just very interesting. It was also on brand for Jared Leto to maybe be a furry. Who knows? So your partner being a furry would be a <laughs> deal breaker. Your partner being a furry would be a deal breaker. Uh, Morales, Fetrick. So you know what a furry is? <laughs> I, I would be open a lot of it. things in my head right now. <laughs> I would be open. I would be open to it because why not? If, if your partner's into exotic things, yeah, you know, give it a try exactly. right, or now. move on if you, that doesn't work for you. Um, we'll go fact on this one. I think we have to. Fact is, it's it's a deal breaker, correct? I'll oh, go fact. Well, yeah. I'm open. I, I'm going fact here. That is a deal breaker. A little odd. What if you're two years weird. into the relationship and you find out? Yeah, exactly. Even more of a fact. <laughs> it's something there. gets yeah. woken inside that of her. What else don't I know? <laughs> to find out this information. Right. Yeah, fact. Trev? I don't think so. Right? That if, if, if that's what they like, and you're, you know, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but look, whatever gets you going in the morning, gets you going. I, I don't think it would be a deal breaker. It's kind of awkward and strange, but no, it wouldn't. If they don't invite you into the furriness of it all. Well, that's different. Yeah. If, I'm being, if I'm being excluded from the festivities, then sure. But as long as I'm allowed to participate, I think whatever, whatever, whatever okay. makes you happy. Taylor? Cap, it wouldn't be a deal breaker so long as it's kept in the bedroom you know so it's a closeted kind of thing if it's you know public we're going to conventions we're meeting other furries going to the park <laughs> I want, a want furry nothing meet up in the on the, on the beach want no somewhere. parts of that there's so much details there. i just want to know did this happen before or <laughs> i've i've met a bunch of furries actually when i was really? working at k-rock we shared a hotel with a with a, a furry convention i guess um and they're fun to party with but <laughs> Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> I didn't know there were furry conventions. Yeah, they they had one I think a couple months ago at the uh, LA Convention Center. Trav, yeah. are you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I hope not. <laughs> Dress up as rats. Uh, oh yeah, that's I'll a very see, specific. Taylor just type. used my bit rag on you. Very, very specific. <laughs> so on this day uh, in 2003, one of the my favorite movies of all time, the Lizzie McGuire movie, came out. Is that Haley Duff? Hillary Duff. Hillary yes. Duff. Yes, Hillary Duff. Um, so, but the basic of the thing is that a group of middle schoolers go. They after graduation, they have a chance to go to Europe for two weeks and go see the sights and go sightsee all that good stuff. So, um, but there is one character, Mrs. Ungermeyer, who's a you know she's going to be their vice principal eventually, and she's kind of a you know a hard you know what. So, uh, being a chaperone on an overnight trip with a bunch of middle schoolers sounds like a nightmare. 
Alan, Dr. Cap. Cap, I think I would. I think I would just kind of go with the flow a little bit. If you got to, you know, if you obviously have, if there's. Have you certain, interacted with middle schoolers anytime soon recently? So, not recently, but when I was in, when I was coaching at Kennedy Rec Center, that's basically what we're coaching is middle school, middle school kids. I think I still think I'd be okay with doing it, okay. trying it, and if it goes terrible, I just never do it again. All right, Jeff. Uh, the, were you factor cap, Al? I was. I'd be okay with doing it. Yeah, so whichever I, one that is. Middle school toddlers, fine. Babies, fine. Toddlers, fine. High school age kids, tolerable. You can deal with it. From like sixth grade to ninth grade, human beings are absolutely unmanageable. They're the most. Un, they don't give a damn. They're rude. They're, <laughs> they're mean. They're on their own program. They're just figuring uh, absolutely out stuff, yeah. unmanageable humans. So I'm the opposite of Al. Chris. Then, then they grow up and they have CIF championships that you need to be at. And yes. Not championship. Round one, Thursday. Lisa Nagel. What was the question again? Being a chaperone on an overnight trip with a bunch of middle schoolers sounds like a nightmare. Factor cap. Fact. I don't like children. I we, like. We I, know. I'm, I'm nice to other people's children because I feel that it's a nice thing. And like sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a cute kid. Or like, oh, that must be fun. And then I realized that wouldn't be fun for me. But you guys have a good time when they're like screaming. Like, okay, Uncle Chris is going to go now. They don't scream for very long. Middle schoolers are a tough crowd. They're, the they're, they're mean. Yeah, they're mean they to me usually. They're rude at times, but they can also be really fun and cute. But, like, there's a the lot worst. of influx. Are they worse than high schoolers? By yes. a million times. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. A million times. Yes. Yes. High schoolers, you can kind of talk to and try to be cool. But like, high schoolers yes. are bigger. I mean, they can. <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about fighting people. We're, we're not having attack? a what fist if, fight. What if the middle schoolers attack you? <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's, them off. Taylor's trying to very, see, can I jab? Can I get this guy with a body shot? They're mean in a very accurate way that will make you feel really bad about yourself as opposed to high schoolers who know what to do and yes. what to say to you. All right, Taylor, what do, what do you uh, say? Uh, well, based on that, I'm going to go cap. I don't want any parts of them. Like the Family Guy episode when Peter beats up the kid who's the boy and then he runs back home and goes, Lois, I just did something bad. <laughs> anyway. Is that all of them, man? Those were good. Well done. I think the furry one was my favorite. I'm kind of, I'm intrigued. I need to know where that convention is. I need to know what's going on there. All right. We talked about the Suns. I want to come back and do that. Plus, we were talking about Julio, too, and the optionality that the Dodgers have come up with and why that may not work in Julio's favor. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Oh, yes, indeed. Here it comes, Travis, right here. I can always count on producer Taylor to give me a little Bolton on a live imaging Tuesday on Travis and Sliwa. Today was one of those mornings I woke up at 3.45, and I said, you know what's going to get me grooving today? Oh, I know what it is. I just put on that Bolton playlist on the phone. Bam! I was feeling it. <laughs> By 4.15, I was wide awake and working. Bolton right out of the rack. So I have a playlist I listen to every morning. It's got about seven songs. But today, I said, not, th- not today. We're going all Bolton today. Because it's a live imaging Tuesday, but it's also a Lakers game day Tuesday. Lakers, Warriors, game one. The Western Conference semis. We're getting you ready all day long. Thanks to our friends at Mickelwab Ultra. Coverage begins at 5.30 p.m. tonight with this man. One Alan Sliwa. Playoff Slee. With the Toyota Lakers countdown to tip off. Tip off at 7 p.m. John Ireland, Michael Thompson, live from the Bay Area. Don't touch the button, yo. Not today. Keep checking back. If you got to go into the bank... Hopefully it's not one of those banks that just went under. No, yeah. But Jamie Dimon was right there from Chase to clean it up, of course. <laughs> don't be First Republic or okay. whichever one that was. The tech bank up north, too. Mm-hmm. That was the that, other one. Nobody, nobody cares. That you was go the into the bank one. and you come back out. You know what you do? You stay with us. You got to go into a building without a radio. You know what you do, Slee? 
you take out your phone here, like like this. Yep. You got the ESPN LA app. You yep. tap it and it starts playing. It. But let's say you don't have it. Mm-hmm. So you say, what if I don't have it, Chris? Well, all you gotta do is just download. Oh no, no, you're not asking me. What? What, what if, if you, you don't, don't have it? it? You, you just search it? ESPN LA in your app store or Google Play. Download, tap, bam! You got 710 ESPN in the palm of your hand. A live imaging Tuesday continues with Travis Lee right now. Thank you, Chris. This is I a want little that preview in of slow. Them. I want that in slow motion. Like I want his band. But well, do you want me in a furry slow. outfit or no furry outfit? <gasps> you ever seen that guy, I, Taylor? Do we have a hookup on an outfit? Do we know people? I didn't get any of their numbers. Come on now. <laughs> oh, I didn't know for the convention. <laughs> just in and out real fast. Just a one night kind of thing, guys. <laughs> no judgment. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Out of Go to a taxidermist. I don't know. For the table. With Chris just now, we just did get a little preview of our acting session we might do in uh, Supercross Talk. Oh, yeah. I've got right? my, my upcoming role. I, I, uh, Are you excited? What I, you well, how I, feeling? I, I, I feel fine. I don't know how I get into character when I don't know the character, right? I'm just going to get it cold. I think I just have did to you read email it. anybody. Did you start with your. Uh... I haven't. I want to see how my, my cold audition goes first before I put myself out there. I may need to, to practice this a little bit along the way. I think you should hire an agent just for this. <laughs> I've done that. It doesn't work out great. <laughs> I have, I've made that mistake. <laughs> Very expensive, and uh, you know, you, you know how it goes. Just go me. the Lamar Jackson route. <laughs> I, that's you know your, I you am. Know your worth. I am doing my Lamar Jackson, and my my worth is whatever they offer. Sure, I'll take that and keep it moving. How much longer do I get to do it for? That's the offer. Um, before we get back to the Lakers, and I want to do that yep. game game one tonight, playoffs. Lee, uh, what time you get going? Five o'clock, five thirty. Five thirty. Five thirty. Yep. Uh, you were talking about some of the options that the Dodgers have in their pitching staff, and look, they're going to make a play for Julio. Julio's just he, he's just a really good player, and you want to keep as many good players as you can. But where the Dodgers, I think, are far different than most other teams in baseball is. They don't have to go crazy to keep their guy, right? They're going to make a competitive offer. They're going to want to keep him here for all of the obvious reasons. He's good. It's good in the community, et cetera, et cetera. Fact of the matter is, tomorrow night, you're going to get Gavin Stone, who's going to pitch, right? You know that Ryan Pepio is another one of their minor league slash major league guys that has been up and down and has proven he can pitch at the major league level. You know that um, uh, Michael Grove, Grove is another guy that they've pitched in the big leagues who has had a decent amount of success as a young player. Throw him together with guys like Walker Bueller and Dustin guys May. like Dustin May mm-hmm. and guys like Tony Gonsolin. They are just churning quality major league players. Now, Julio's better than those guys, at least at this point. But it's not like he's got him over a barrel. If Julio was pitching for the Angels, he could go and bleed every last nickel out of the organization because they have no options to let mm-hmm. him go. The Dodgers can. They don't want to. I don't think that they will, but they can. And that's that, that's one of the strengths that they've had. All these things that they're not tied to one guy. When they run into special, they keep it. Clayton Kershaw. Julio is an all-star. Julio's not one of the great pitchers of his generation. Mm -hmm. Clayton Kershaw was. Special, pay him, keep him here, figure it out from there. When they get special, they pay it, but they don't pay everybody. If if you're basically being – if it comes down to, hey, you either win a World Series or you don't, and that's what everything relies on for Mm -hmm. the Dodgers – I get worried when you say what you just said. You're right that they do have all this young talent. That's right. You're 100% right. They could bring guys. They've been doing it. So Mm -hmm. they continue to. But can you rely on some of those pitchers that you're talking about? takes time to become a big league major leaguer Mm -hmm. where you got an opportunity to say, hey, I'm part of the rotation and you can rely on me. 
the Dodgers, there is a little bit of, they think such long-term, I think there are times where it's better for them to think short-term because you're also so good and it's win a World Series or nothing. Where there's a lot of other franchises, you can say, all right, you know what, we made to the playoffs, that was a good year. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to the second round, that was a good year. You know what, we, we played above 500 baseball, that was a good year. For the Dodgers, it's, did you win a World Series or not? And I don't know if maybe they're better off, not better. I, I don't have the answer for this, but having a consistent roster where it's kind of like I know what these guys, the experience starts coming to play, things along those lines, if it could be more advantageous than not. But the reason they get World Series or not is because they're in it every year. And the reason they're in it every year is they don't sign bad deals. They don't, and, and t- time will tell, but they don't have a Josh Hamilton on their roster. They don't have an Albert Pujols on their roster. We'll see what it looks like when Manny Machado's five years older from right now, Xander Bogarts, and they, they don't do that. And the Padres have a window that's wide open right now, and they're going to go for it. And maybe they get one or two, and it's all worth it. But if the if it just doesn't break right, and they don't, they're going to have a bunch of forty year olds making thirty million dollars. Sure, sure, that's what they don't do. That's mm-hmm. the the reason that they've been near a World Series or in the World Series or even winning a World Series over the last 10 years is because they don't do that. Ah, bleep it. Our window's right now. Give him what he needs. Don't let him go anywhere. They make the decision, you know what? This is our number. You can either take it or leave it. We're not giving you that eighth year, that 10th year. We're not doing it. So we are still in it year after year after year. You know what would just solidify this conversation so much more for them? they had one more oh for sure and and that's the that for sure because you can't really i've said this before i'll say it again you can't really poke holes at a company that is you know you're looking at the books and you're saying okay look at their profits look how smart they are look at the the company this guy came from a different company a competing company and then came here and he's super successful but he wasn't good over there they're bringing people up through their own farm companies are farm systems right like there is a lot of that only thing you could look at their resume and say if they had one more World Series to show for it. They got robbed. L- literally, they got robbed. And and they have they have played much different in big moments no than they did earlier. It, it's all of combination the above. Of the both. It's all of the above. Give me a chance in it as Look, there's a, there's a reason that this exists. Super fun season, right? It's because last year was a, just a, it's a disaster. There's no other way to say it. They went 111 games and they were out in four games. It was a disaster. Run it back again? Sure. Let's go do it again. Give me a shot to play in the playoffs sure. every single sure. year. I'll take my chances. There's going to be a lot of heartbreak like that. But if you're in it every year, you got a chance to win it every year. Nuggets up 2-0. Are they the team to beat? Or is whoever comes out of the one that starts tonight in San Francisco the team to beat in the West? That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.